I'm sideways. Oh, you're sideways. Good job. We should have turned it. Well, where are we at? We're in Joyzy. Represent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dover. Dover with, in the Joyzy. With Kevin. Kevin. What's up? What were you saying earlier? Fosnacht. Fosnacht. That's oh, the right way to say it. I don't say that, though. Yeah. But okay. I could. I could if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I could if I wanted to. <laughs> that works. I'm with it. So, um... What do we got going on here? Where are we at right now? What do you, you want to give us a little rundown? Yeah, What's going yeah, on yeah. Here? So uh, my name is Kevin Fosnott. I'm uh, the owner of Fine Point Cavalry and Millwork up here in Dover, New Jersey. I uh, specify in high-end custom cavalry furniture in the works. It's my deal. <laughs> well, I like to shop. Yeah. I like the slider. Yeah. Having a lot of fun over there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got my uh, my little two thousand square foot shop that we're uh, shooting this right now, and uh, what um when when did uh, when did this all click for you? Like, this is what you really wanted to do. Like, as in, uh, like, how old were you when you realized you were into carpentry and stuff? All right, so we can go deep a little bit. So I uh, didn't pick up woodworking until college actually so it's kind of funny uh, a lot of people ask me did I take woods back in high school I did not I actually took four years of art class and uh, then so I went to William Patterson to with an, to get an art degree but not knowing what for so I took my first woodworking class it was you know woodwork 101 and I just fell in love right away and for right from there I kind of just took off so I uh, I found a little knack for it I my teacher noticed that I was good at it so he owned a high-end custom cabinetry shop over in Patterson, New Jersey, and I started interning there my second year of college, and I did that all throughout college. I got, I don't know, an absurd amount of credits through it, probably cheating the system a little bit because he's also the dean of the art program at the time. Well, you were learning. Oh, yeah. No, it was great. So, you know, I, I did that, worked at their shop uh, before school, after school, <clears throat> and then when I graduated with a BFA in furniture design, I continued to work there for about a year or two and then kind of cut ties there and went to my next shop and then another one after another two years. And the most recent company before I went off on my own was called uh, Full Scale Woodworking. And they do high-end custom cabinetry strictly for New York City multi-million dollar homes. Okay. So it was uh, quite an experience. That's where I learned the most of what I know. Uh, I worked with some really, really, really talented guys. So everything, if you do follow along with my stories on Instagram, <clears throat> is based off of knowledge that I've learned from these really talented dudes over the years. And it's it's taken, I've been able to take this into my own business. Everything that I've learned at that high-end level, I try to take it into my own business. So I try to keep that same tier as that New York City quality, even though I'm working majority of my time in New Jersey. Gotcha. I mean, that's a good practice. Yeah. Yeah, I try to keep only the highest tier. You know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a lunatic for details and a perfectionist, and I take it a little too far sometimes. But um, I'm trying to establish my brand and how I do things. And uh, <clears throat> I think, I mean, that's, that's what's going to separate you. You know, yeah, or yeah. actually, not, not, not even necessarily separate you, but it's, it's going to put you inside the marketplace as, as you. You know what I mean? Like the personalization of that. For sure. What well, sure. if that's how you are? Every day, I feel that that's gonna show through on your work. You know what I mean? And yeah, a absolutely. lot of people are looking for that, in my opinion. Yeah. Because some people just don't care and they throw it up real fast and leave and say, "Thanks for my money. See you later." Yeah. No, I do. I go a little, uh, little overboard. And I, I, what, what I've been basically trying to do for the past two years, I've been in business, um, is establishing a name for myself and really trying to 
you know, put my head down, get the quality that I want, even though I'm not getting paid the amount that I should, but I'm at least building my portfolio to be able to present to the clients that I do want to take on one day. And uh, within the past six months, I've been really getting the clients and be able to vet the clients I don't want to work with out and getting clients that I do want to work with. And now I can finally charge what I'm worth because it's really knowing about your self-worth. So you're, you're adjusting as you go, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to prove myself. Like, you know, you can't just step in the game and expect that you're just going to get all the money that you can, it might not work out. Though, yeah, right? it might not work out. Believe me, I tried. It yeah, didn't work. Right. Yeah, see you later, bud. Okay. <laughs> you know, I started off actually when I when I, one of the first jobs I took on, um, because when when I was working, I've been doing side jobs the past five years prior to me starting my business. Uh, okay. For that company I worked for, uh, Full Scale, they they were allowing me to use their shop for free. And that was the best part about that. They didn't pay me a lot, and that was kind of the, the balance of it that I got to do. It was like part of your pay, basically, Yeah, right? exactly. They had this huge shop, about of a 15,000-square-foot shop, 20,000-square-foot shop. And <clears throat> after hours, I'd work from 7 to 3.30, and from 3.30 till 9, I'd do my side work. And it just got to a point where they moved into a 25,000-square-foot shop, and that uh, – the ability for me to use the shop after hours kind of cut off. So that was when I was like, I need to do this. I've always kind of known since the very first shop that I worked at <clears throat> that I wanted to go off my own. I worked, like I was describing before, about uh, when I was apprenticing, it was a, a two-man operation, very small shop, kind of like I am now. And uh, I just saw how much fun they had and the enjoyment in, in building and doing what I do. So I just knew that knowing that, being a cabinet maker, you can't necessarily make a great living working for somebody. And I knew if I wanted to take my life to the next level that I would have to start my own business. So, so it was basically your, like you fell in love with the, what am I looking for? Like the culture of woodworking. Well, for sure. like cabinetry. Yeah. yeah. And like I was saying with kind of my background in wood in, uh, in art is that, so I, I love the details. I love design. I, I love every aspect of the building process. And I get, I, you know, I get into my work. I love what I do. And I love coming to work every day. And, you know, maybe I love a little too much in the amount of time that I do spend in this shop. But, I mean, you, you got you to gotta put the time in. And um, I just really enjoy it. So it's not work to me anymore. Or you, it never well, was. <laughs> you said when you got into this that um... – you knew as soon as you stepped on the floor that you were going to do this on your own. What was, was there somebody, something, what was, what was the reason that you thought that that was where it was going to go? Um, I mean, it's, it's a combination of things. Um, knowing that the way I think and the way that I am, um, I like, I, I want to. I want to better myself. I've always kind of like looked at myself a bit of a chip on my shoulder, and I always want to prove that I could take my life to the next level. And I never just wanted to work for someone. I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So um, it was just a matter of putting the time and learning from the correct guys, and then saving up the money to be able to do it. And luckily, you know, for me, I uh, I was making okay money enough that. I was living at my parents' house for a long time, mooshing off them and saving up my dollars and buying tools periodically. And um, so when it came to me actually going off my own, it wasn't that big of an investment. And I was able to buy the things I needed to make it a functional woodworking shop. And still to this day, not much has changed from, from when I initially opened. I bought more tools here and there, but I basically work off the minimum to an extent to achieve the products that I do. Efficiency. Yeah, efficiency. So exactly. you, even when you were in the art 
school and you were going to uh, school for art, you were like, I'm, if I'm going to do something, it's going to be on my terms. I'm going to have a business. Yeah. I'm not going to work for somebody else or yeah. a company. I just, I remember like working for, you know, the certain companies and everybody can kind of relate that's had a full-time job before that, you know, you go to work and you, you don't want to wake up and go to work and then you're finally excited to go home and like after work, you know? Yep. And even that, though I did love what I did, it was still, I was still, you know, working for somebody else. It wasn't for myself. So what, so like I was saying how I, I'm always here and I'm always working because I want to be here, you know? And that's the excitement of, of being a business owner is that you're working for yourself. You're everything that you're doing is not going to get done if you don't do it. So the pressure's on you and you just got to love it, you know? So you yeah. took, uh, the position where you walked into the, um, into this space, this, this trade and you were automatically like, I already love this. Basically, okay. yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. Like the art, that art background to me, just like the details. I'm telling you, like the details in design. So I've always loved sketching, you know. And so when yeah. I, even when I Wait. first started my business, before I learned Google SketchUp, and you know, I, I, I sub out a lot of my drawings to uh, a draftsman that I used to work with that does AutoCAD drawings. Um, but I would do my own hand sketches for all my projects. I do my blueprints by hand because I just love doing it. I love pencil and paper. So, um, and then just taking it to the next level. Another thing with when I was going to school, I also uh, graduated with a minor in sculpture. So I love three-dimensional space. I've always awesome. loved building stuff, you know? Cool. So I wanted a way, when I found woodworking, I was like, ah, I don't want, I'm not going to be a, a sculptor for the rest of my life. I mean, granted, you could do it. It's great. But <laughs> I just didn't see that, my, you know, my life going yeah. that direction. Yeah. So I found the woodworking and it was just like a eureka moment where I was like, this is where I can make a living and, and love it. So you said you, you started um, hoarding tools and buying yeah. them and yeah. you know, slowly <laughs> had like what you need and what you got now. Um so you were working for somebody at the time, yeah, you were doing, yeah. and you were like slowly building up the arsenal to what it is now. Exactly, yeah. So I don't know how long ago that was, maybe like eight years ago or wow. whatever it was. I bought my my table saw. It's nineteen sixties or seventies Rockwell table saw, and it was beat up. It was just I don't know the guy that had it before he was he was a, an initial owner of this thing he had it from when it was brand new and he sold to me and he was retiring closing up his shop and the thing was just beat up and not taken care of i basically took the whole entire thing apart and uh refinished and that's the centerpiece to my shop everything's basically done on my my slider and my table saw and since i had that um before i went off my own i mean that was at the time, 800 bucks, but you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, you don't have to necessarily spend the crazy amount of money on the fancy tools to achieve the good quality products that you want to, that want to make. So yeah. I got by with, you know, going to Home Depot and buying my planers and hand tools and all that stuff, just kind of fill my arsenal and then just filled it up slowly and surely in my parents' garage. <laughs> Wait, so, so you do like a progressive investment over time? Yeah. yeah. So talk yeah. about, yeah. talk about the balls it took to start this thing. Oh yeah. yeah. So it's, I got a little bit of a crazy backstory to this too. So I, uh, you know, I was working that full-time job and I actually got in a really bad car accident. This is right in the process of me really turning over in my head that I'm going off my own within the next few months. I wanted to make sure that I had enough work to back it up, but I knew that I was just with the direction I want to go. And so I got in this really bad car accident. 12 hours before my brother's bachelor party in Vegas. <laughs> was he in Vegas or? No, so he wasn't in Vegas. Yeah, I was supposed to get on a flight. I got in a bad accident 
I don't know, it was 7 o'clock at night, and I was supposed to get on a flight, you know, like 7 o'clock in the morning. Okay. And I ended up breaking my neck. <laughs> oh, cool. And so yes. I went to the hospital. Oh my yeah, was, How the hell is this the first time we're is, hearing this about is this crazy. one? So I, uh, I went to the hospital, and they told wow. me I broke my neck, Jeez. and then I had to sleep over to find out if I had to get neck surgery. And thank God I didn't have to get that surgery. And they basically said, you're good to go. And I was like, and I asked the doctors, like, can I go to Vegas? He's like, you can do whatever you want. So I got on a flight to Vegas. They sent you with a thing around your neck? Oh, yeah. It was great. It was like, I've used that neck brace on flights after that just to take naps. I'm telling you, dude, it's fantastic. Yeah, dude, we need to see some photos, homes, because it was a bachelor party. There's some photos, guys. We need to see them. So so I got back from Vegas, and – Obviously, I couldn't go back to work. You know, I had a broken neck. So I'm sitting at home. This it actually worked out great in that period of time um, when I was sitting at home for like a month and couldn't work. That's when I did all the planning. You know, it was like almost God's gift to me. But like, figure this out while you're not working. And I did. You know, I started my LLC and I just uh, started, started just setting it all up. And then two months later, I left my my old my, my the company I used to work for and started my own thing. So. It was just just like that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. awesome. And then so you had you had some clients that you've been working with that yeah, you felt so, comfortable. Yeah, you know, so I've established work. a bit of a clientele base. Uh, I, I work a lot in South Orange. Um, I my my buddy's father's a builder. He gave me a shot on this one big built in. It was a thirty foot long huge wall unit, all out of uh plain size white oak. And it was extremely modern, my taste and I mean, I killed it, and the clients loved me, and I ended up doing five pieces for them within their house. And this is, I don't know, 5,000 square foot house, beautiful house. Nice. And then from there, I obviously impressed <clears throat> my buddy's father with the work I did, and he started just feeding me, feeding me work, feeding me work. And then I established that little clientele base. So in the midst of me knowing I want to go off my own, I wasn't going to go off my own without any work. I hit a point where I had so much work lined up that I couldn't do it doing a side time, yeah. sorry, a part time. I had to, just I just had to do it. So I just like, I made the switch. I just, I got in here as fast as I could. I, I leased the place before I told my bosses. Yeah. How'd that go? Uh, yeah. They will see the company at full scale. It's, it's three brothers and they're the nicest dudes in the whole entire world. And it's kind of funny when I interviewed for that job, I told them in my, my, in the interview that I want to start my own business one day and they hired me and they knew that. Yeah. And I feel like I, and I've told other young kids this, uh, that, <clears throat> it's not bad to to say that necessarily to to a, to a person you're trying to get a job from because if anything it just it, it shows that you're driven it shows that you want to achieve something good and something great yeah. and uh, and I and I proved myself to them and they they loved me so when I went off on my own they were only supportive to me that's awesome they uh, they gave me my my dust collection system they gave me a bunch of tools they they just yeah. It was awesome. It was a perfect transition. And, Did you and, help them in any way? Oh, and like, I mean, I guess so. I mean. <laughs> did, they, did, they, did they call you for? Yeah, which is kind of funny like that we're even talking about them because they would given me a job when I first went off my own because they hit certain points in their schedule that they just can't keep up with the work and they sub it out to other shops. So actually when I first went off my own, they subbed out a job to me. And it worked out great. And then he called me a couple of weeks ago, and he wants to give me some work as well, too. So we still have that lasting relationship with each other, which is good That's to awesome. have. Yeah, it helps. That yeah. that goes to say it proves that the type of person that you are, and and the people that you attract that you worked for oh, were the you. same. 
So that's cool. Yeah. I, I, I have a similar situation where I've had places that I've worked and I'd said the same thing. So that's why I'm kind of yeah, digging on yeah, this because absolutely. I wanted to find no. out if it was similar to me. And if like one day I do, you know, I'm, I'm currently a single man operation here. I have a lot of part timers that come and help me out on the weekends or at night, uh, depending on how much I have work going on. Uh, but you know, one day obviously I'm going to want to hire somebody. I want to grow a business. And if, when I do hire somebody, I want them to have that drive that yeah. I had. You know, it's like every yeah. I've said this to 100 business owners, and they've said it to me. It's like I need more of me out there. You know, yeah. I wish I could just clone myself mm-hmm. because that's what you want. You want that person that's going to want to take it to the next level, and you want them to be driven to to change their life for the better. Yeah. And um, you know, when I do hire somebody, that's how I'm going to go about really making sure if I want to hire. Them or not. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would support them and, and do all the things because you because th- that's what you believe is the right thing to do yeah. for the other person, yeah. and not for sp- specifically for your business. Yeah, but yeah. maybe it benefits them more than it benefits you. Exactly, it's not all about yourself, no. and um, that's why I like doing tutorial videos, and I like I like just sharing knowledge and talking to other guys about there about the ways you can go about building things because I mean. I, you see it a lot now on Instagram. People talk about like way back when it was like they held back information from you oh, because cool. it was like their secret. Mm-hmm. And if they gave it to you, then it's like you're going to steal their business. Like, right. no, I mean, that's not the world that we live in now. I mean, it's everywhere. The Internet exists. I mean, you can go on YouTube, basically learn how to do anything. So if I could be one of those providers of information for the people out there, I just it makes me feel good. That's really what it does. You know? Yeah, I believe that um, it's innovation that can get lost innovation you may think is weird you guys have a technique that you use to put a certain um uh table together yeah well if no one ever talks about it then that that is considered an innovative way to do it and that innovation goes and disappears and where these uh tradesmen they die with it yeah now i think it's really cool that everyone's putting this stuff out there so we can all kind of either stop each other from making a big mistake yeah right exactly or i don't know if you've contacted people and you're like yeah maybe you shouldn't do that (laughs) yeah exactly i know i have (laughs) i know i think you have kurt yeah yeah i mean i feel like the more info manifested is what really drives innovation because somebody could be trying to figure out what you already just figured out. And rather than hoarding it, like, Hey, I got to be stingy so I can get business. It's like, listen, you're going to do what you do. I'm going to do what I do. We're going to be fine. Like there's tons of people out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like the fact that like you could help somebody not waste two years by telling them one simple thing that to you, Mm -hmm. you've been doing it forever. But to somebody else, it could be like, boom, light switch. Oh man, this is awesome. And then, you know what I mean? I don't know. And like the same thing with the sharing aspect and keeping everyone on like almost on the same keel of how they do things and how they charge for things just helps everybody else out because I can't tell many how many low ballers are out there that just steal the business from the people that actually care about the work that they're doing. And uh, if that's to an extent why that it's good to share the knowledge and almost the right ways of do, doing things. I mean, we were talking about it before about everybody has their ways of how they can do it. Oh, yeah. But it's a matter of achieving the best product and the path that you do go. Right, yours. You know what I mean? Like yeah. wherever you're at – well, you yeah. got to find out what's going to work for you because if what, would I, what might work for me might not work for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like exactly. we, we're different people. We think of things different ways. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe it doesn't make sense to you. Like people's thought processes are different. They're, yeah. you know, me- mechanics are different. Like, for you sure. know what I mean? I don't know. It's my point on that. So your, your mindset behind your business. My mindset behind my business. Like um, when you're putting um, 
a cabinet or what you're making together. You, like what's gone through your head, like I'm going to produce the best possible or I'm going to um, I like I'm going to take so much time or I'm going to I, when I see this, I see it in my head before I'm making it. Yeah. And like yeah. these corners. Like, so what is the like when you're building this up? And I know you you had you just showed us this um, sketch of yeah of uh, the blueprints that you had for the plan. Mm -hmm. So uh, like so your your mindset as a business, what you produce, what does that look like? How do you how do you express that? Yeah, or I mean, well, planning is key, like in everything. I mean, obviously, when you're going to be building someone for uh, uh, something for someone, you want to know that you are going to take the right steps to get to the end product. And so I put a lot of time into design. It's something that I'm trying to stray away from is the design of things and more just the engineering and actually fabricating of it. Um, but if, if you, the best, like what, what I like about designing is that I wrap my brain around the job completely before I even start. A lot of times I'll draw something and I barely have to look at the print. I already know numbers based off the, because I've been looking at it for a month prior and dealing done with the it like back 10, and forth. 30, 40 times exactly. in your head. Yeah. yeah so you already know <laughs> what you're doing yeah. and plan. That's why planning is so important. You just have to know what you're going to build before you even touch a tool. And, uh, that's the most important part. And if, if you do plan, you're not going to run into these hiccups. I mean, hiccups always happen, no matter what you're going to cut up or wrong, but yeah, it's going to, you know, lop off a good, maybe day or two that you lose on a screw up that you made because you didn't plan it properly. I agree. So, um, you know, that's why I, I started using SketchUp because I could literally go into my computer, pull all the numbers I need to. I could, I could show my customer a 3D rendering of so they can get a, an idea what it actually looks like in the space. Um, because, and then also for me, I do I translate that into either AutoCAD or I do a compressed version of doing you know Blueprint where you have XYZ axis. So I know that every number is going to add up to the next one. Like everything is there for me be able to fabricate it and not have any problems oh you can tell if i mean if you follow kevin on instagram you know he's very regimented when he's giving you his breakdown on this cabinet just like rapid fire information and you're like oh cool dude yeah you just said a bunch of stuff it's all good bro yeah 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 i, I like you can that. tell though it comes yeah. off it's it's good I, I think that's a that's a positive in my opinion because that's showing who you are, what your process is. You yeah, know for I mean? sure. Like for sure. Because the process is key. If you don't have a process, then what are you doing? You know, it's you gotta you gotta have things planned out the right way in order to make any money in this game. That's for sure. Just to yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, keep it moving. You know. Mm -hmm, absolutely. So did so have you had any uh, hiccups like recently with anything like business related? Think, have you had anything? Let's think. Nothing like uh, significant that's going to set me back. I mean, I've had a lot of delays. That's for sure. Like, okay. So <laughs> has there been like hiccups inside to build, uh, like inside the business that you've had to like, you know, adjust for like, you know, stuff of that nature? Like yeah, I maybe mean, there's, something you might have had to sense, adjust for and stuff like that? Absolutely. I mean, like for when I was describing before about me going off my own, I was like, you know, I had that you know, period of time where I was able to set things up, you know, I, I'm not necessarily, I don't necessarily think like a business owner. I think like a builder, you know, and uh, it's, there's this book that I, I've, I've read. It's called the E-Myth Revisited. And it talks about, um, you know, you have your mechanic, you have whoever it is wants to start their own business. And they basically have an entrepreneurial seizure being that they could just 
do it, keep doing what they're doing, and it'll just work out. And all of a sudden, you'll have this successful just because they worked hard. That's not yeah. how it works, yeah. you know. And it took me a little, little while to realize that that <laughs> it takes a little bit of time to really wrap your brain around running a business. Because yeah, are you good at your craft? Sure, but do you know how to do everything else that that precedes the the actual building of it? And that's what I've been trying to figure out for the past two years is really establishing uh, a good path for my business and how I go about my business on a day-to-day basis. So if that's, you know, implementing a platform or some kind of software I could deal with my clients within um, and just, I'm trying currently in the process of trying to go paperless because like I was saying before, two years ago, I was doing hand drawings, literally hand drawings. And my office is filled with, with paper right now. And I can't tell you how many times I lose that piece of paper that I need. And I just want to be able to compress everything to make it a lot easier. And me and uh, Tim from Imperial Builders here at Kitchen and Bath, he was, he was telling me how his processes that he uses to deal with his clients and make his orders. And mm-hmm. I'm going to start implementing those types of uh, platforms that he uses. And that's like the biggest, I guess, 6A uh, hiccup for me is trying to deal with the business end of the things. build of it. Yeah. 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 Cause not only do you have to make it, you have to produce it, but you yeah. got to run the business in the back end. And it's a lot to handle. It, it is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot it to handle. It's a, but once a little it's built, stressful. <laughs> so what's cool about that is once it's built, that foundation is there forever. It's, yeah. it's like, it yeah. just runs on its own once it's there. So yeah, he, well, he's still in that first stage of, of building it yeah. like for himself. So he understands what right. needs, cause you're, you're still in like the facilitation process. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, 100%. what piece goes here? What, and then once that's in place, then you can sub yourself out of it when you want to. I mean, yeah. Hey, I don't want to, like we were talking about earlier, yeah. I don't want to do sanding no more. I don't yeah. want to do, and then you can bang. Replace yeah. yourself. That's, yeah. That's and where have it goes. a process set up that, that you know just, works. Yeah. And then you know weren't done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like there's the, the, Go back to that same book I was just talking about, Emeth Revisited. It talks about that, and it talks about being able to set a uh, a certain pro- uh, process that you use on a day to day basis that you could walk away from business tomorrow and nothing will change. Like eventually, you know, I'm going to be the business owner. I'm going to have a couple of employees. I want to be able to go on vacation. You know, mm-hmm. as simple as that. I just want to be able to leave and know nah. that things are going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nope. Who needs that? But <laughs> but you know, it's it's. Setting it up now is the smartest bet Dick. for sure. <laughs> Good luck. I'm just telling you it's not Dick. happening. Yeah. Dick. yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's that's what I'm trying to do is really set up um something that could help me just help my business. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um so where where does this go? Where do you where where's your ultimate vision for the business? You said a couple employees. So I, cabinets. I have a lot of ideas and uh, I'm kind of all over the place and I haven't, I haven't really established an exact route in which I want to go. Um, but you know, it involves you going on vacations. Well, yeah. Sitting at the yeah, beach. Absolutely. <laughs> another bring another, I, I read Profit First and Profit First, but treat yourself, you know, make some money for yourself. That's why you went into business. You didn't make, go into business to work for your business. Right, you want to own your business. <laughs> yeah. You want to be able to have some money in your pocket and be able to go on vacation. Well, you know? <laughs> dude, that's a perfect example of like how, you know, everybody's things differ because you would never want what he just said. No. You would never. No. Ever. 
he would. My wife would want something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I wouldn't want that either. Like just I don't know. Maybe occasionally with the fam, you know. Yeah. But for that sure. definitely wouldn't. I don't know. That's. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, everybody has a different way of looking at totally. their life, you know, and how you want to live your life. And totally. that's like something that you learn on a day-to-day basis and you change as you grow up. I'm, I'm 30 years old. I don't know what the hell I want. You know, I do, but I don't, you know, something could change in a year from it's now true. that could put me in a completely different direction. Mm-hmm. And, but as of right now, I know that I love this business that I've been running. And, um, and as of right now, I also want to take it to the next level because for the past two years, it's basically been, you know, Kevin, a wood shop, you know, <laughs> it's, it's great. I make good stuff and, uh, you know, I'm re- able ready. to make a living, you're which ready. is, which is fun and all, but at the same time, it's, it's not going that next level yet. And I, I want it to go there. And in order to do that, you really have to plan. You have to work on your business, not necessarily in it. But wouldn't you say that, uh, well, maybe I should just ask you a question better than saying what I just said. So like... As you figured out while you were, you know, thinking about all that process, where you wanted to go, as that came more, became more clear, was, would you say it was easier for you to understand, like, those next steps to take? Like, because at first you didn't really, know, like, that's what you were saying, right? You had to build, you had to figure out where you, and then once you got that generalized direction. Yeah. It got a whole lot easier, right? Uh, to an extent, yeah. I mean, it's, it's I'm learning every day. Mentally wise, I mean, because yeah. now you have the. And then it'll build from there, but you at least have the exactly, yeah. I mean, it's it's um it's definitely become easier, that's for sure. Uh, just because now that I've wrapped my brain about around how I want to go about doing this, um, but you know, I, I'm I'm not necessarily a tech savvy guy. You know, I'm not always like my, my brother. I look at my brothers and anything that I have questions relating a computer, I just go right to them. You know, I'm good with tools and wood and all that other stuff, but. Uh, you know, trying to figure out how to successfully run this business within that big old box on my desk. You know, it's it's been a little tricky, but I'm figuring it out. <laughs> well, I, I think that's just how life goes, though, yeah, right? Like, yeah, you, absolutely. you, you got to have the balls to get in there and, and start throwing down first. And then once you get in there, you'll figure out what's going to, you know, you're either going to get into rhythm or you're going to just lose and quit. Yeah. So it's if you don't get in there, you're never going to know if it's going to be relevant or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. And that's what you did. You got in there, threw down for a second. We're like, okay, well, that's where I'm going. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it know. takes you time to get to to be able to. But you got to put out. that time in too. Like mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are like nowadays. Like it's a, uh, you know, there's people I hear about that are that are upset because maybe somebody didn't give them a shot or looked at them a certain way and 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 didn't think they could do it or whatever, and they want to cry about it rather than just you know yeah we'll, we'll go prove them wrong or go absolutely. go do something that's going to make them change their mind you know what i mean like i don't know yeah, absolutely i think it's better ways of executing that so um if you when, when you're not in here working what what do you do um to chill out eat and sleep yeah <laughs> so you're basically in here i'm basically in here yeah. hang out with my girl and uh Play golf. I love golf. You know that's what oh, I really? try. Oh, really? Golfer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't a golfer, dog. Yes, you are. I ain't a golfer. Ed's a golfer. All right. <laughs> I'm oh, a yeah, golfer, I dude. I love golf. I think when I started my own business that first year, I played way too much golf. I was coughing out. I was going. <laughs> I got Thursday in the morning, rolling my shop at twelve. You know, yeah. You know, a couple beers Golfing deep. Time. <laughs> 
Like, I gotta go hit some golf balls, guys. Sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, that's like, that's my escape to an extent. Everybody needs something yeah. to get away. And I love getting on the golf course with my buddies. You know, it's just, it's a lot of fun. How about the jersey in the back in your office? What's that about? Oh, the, the yeah. Fosnaz jersey? Yeah. That's actually uh, my dad's. He was my, my baseball coach when I was a little kid. And that was his coach jersey okay so he like gave it to me one day I'm nice like, oh, cool you, you, base- you were, were you a baseball guy uh, i was baseball until middle school then i switched to lacrosse i was okay. a lacrosse guy all throughout high school yeah were you any good yeah that's pretty good yeah fast you know <laughs> i'm skinny so you know i just got the, the skinny legs you trying to run around the <laughs> shop real quick because i don't believe you <laughs> How about the the dollar bills I saw hanging? You got a couple dollar bills hanging there. Yeah, those, those the are all dollars. all my buddies. That, you know, when I first opened up, so I opened up in um, in December, and then I had a Christmas party. I didn't have any employees yet, so I'm like, ah, this year I don't have. Sure, uh, guys. I don't have. Yeah, I don't have any <laughs> to party with, and then celebrate Christmas. So I had a Christmas party in here. Uh, it was pretty cool. I like nothing was my tools were set up, but I wasn't really in depth in building anything. And obviously, it was really clean at that moment. So uh, you know, all my friends, they you know, sign their dollars and nice. love Put them on the wall. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I turned my my table saw in the center of my shop into a ping pong table. I had a golf net over here in the spray booth. I had beer pong over here, cornhole over there. Darts in the office. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, though. it was pretty fun. I'm That's not pretty sweet. Lie. So, do you do that every year now? No, 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 no never no. again. We're a lot more dangerous <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah, next thing you know, you know, five quarter board smacking somebody in the head when you be all idea. right. <laughs> Put him to work. In the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Add that That's to the cool. list. So, I know how to do stretches. So, sports help you at all? Do you, do you believe? Um, Character traits or uh, anything of that nature? I don't know. I mean, not really. I mean, Where I do you like, think that I'll, came right, from? So I was like, also I was a skater kid in high school too. I know? did see so, the skateboard. So. <laughs> yeah, that's my skateboard. So, and I used to skateboard before I broke used all to my ollie legs. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, I stopped playing lacrosse senior year. Uh, I didn't like the coach, and I wanted to skateboard and hang out with my friends. So, <laughs> nice. um, you know, like I was, I was a bit of a, a bit of a misfit, I guess you can say, in high school. I kind of just skated by, and I somehow got into college. And then once I got into college, is when I really just realized, like, yeah, I can't be playing games anymore. I got to actually learn something and figure out what the hell I'm going to do with my life. So I don't want to be in the situation where a lot of people are 30 years old with no idea what the hell they're doing. You know, so I that's when. I think it was college is when I really figured out life, you know. And, like, the way that I am is also a tribute to my parents and how they raised me, you know. That's like, yeah. you saw my dad before. My dad comes in cool here peoples, bro. every Saturday cool or when he can. Thursdays helps me out, sanding, yeah. helps me in the office. He does a lot for me. And, um, you know, obviously I want to treat my children one day the same way. Yeah. And, you know, that's what I feel like has instilled my values of who I am and how I run my business, you know. It's a big deal. And yeah, my mom is more than supportive as yeah, well. We've interviewed a couple of people that have the same kind of like family help. Yeah, absolutely. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. That's nice. I really think that's what gives you your base. I mean, that's your earliest form of learning, 100%. really. You know, like, and then what you see, and I find out with my kids, you know, like, it's not, you know, it's not really about what you say. It's what you're doing in front of them. Absolutely. Because yeah, that's what they do. They don't do what you early, tell them. Yeah. Like, Where's dad at? Oh, he's at work. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just they see that, 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 that that's a normal thing. Like you're working all this mm-hmm. time and, and, they, and they pick up on it. So it's cool to see. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my parents always left 
and they were work, yeah. you know, all day. Mm-hmm. So that's and that's what I kind do. of thing to touch on to what we were talking about before of how I want the rest of my life to be. You know, I want to be there for my mm-hmm. my kids one day. Yep. I don't want to be that dad that's not around, and that's why you know the implementing the systems and getting a good your head wrapped around of how you want to run your business is really based off of how you want to live the rest of your life. I want to be able to, you know, I'll be working 10 to 12 hours every day probably for the rest of my life, but I'm okay with that. But as long as I leave time for my family, I mean, that's the biggest thing. You just got to plug it in. We talk about this all the time. Like everybody wants to talk about how I want this nine to five that I get to go home and spend it. That's not how it works in this Mm -mm. world because Mm -mm. sometimes, you know, you get that phone call and and it don't matter what's going on. You got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It don't matter. And it's not about you take it away from your family. It's just about... Well, that's what's going on because of my family. Like, yeah. if you don't do that, your family's lost. So, like, people get mad when you work all crazy. But it's like, if I don't do that, then I can't get to the next place. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. and you got to keep moving. Yeah. And and when you get the time, like, we do it. Sometimes we'll just turn it off. Boom. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, we're hanging out with the kids and the family today. It is what it is, you yeah. know? Yeah. But I think that's all it really ever is, sort of, because if you're always wanting to progress – yeah, that's typically as long as you're still giving your kids time. I think it's different just like how you had to figure out your business. I believe it's different for everybody in their world. You know, what's going to work for you might not work for me. What's going to work for him might not. So maybe you <laughs> have to be nine to five every day and you find out a way to do that. And that's what you do. And that's your perfect world. And it works. Yeah, that's OK. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that could work for you. I know. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean, it, it does. I'm not telling you you can't, you know what yeah. I mean? I have yeah. no clue, but that's what you <laughs> I don't know how to do it, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying like if it was if it if it if it happened and that was that's all you wanted and that was it and that like hey, if you want to make it happen, I'm sure you can. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's yeah, all about I, how you want to go at that. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I'm I'm lucky enough right now that I don't have uh, a wife. I have a, a wonderful girlfriend, but I don't have a wife and children as of yet. So I mean, I can work until two o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and come home, sleep for a couple hours, and come back because I I'm not responsible for anybody else's life, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> just yet. Uh, so I'm putting the time in now, and that's Good really idea. it's I, I'm busting my ass now yep. to make sure that I'm set up. I, I'm always impressed because um in my forties and you guys are all in your thirties and it's like cool to see everybody trying to do this when they're in their twenties to thirties range. And, uh, I wasn't even thinking about yeah. any of it, <laughs> which is crazy. To me. How, old, how old are you, Kev? 30. He's 30. Bry. Say it. 31. 31. And I'm 31. And then yeah. Bry, how old are you doggy? 42. Oh, gangster. Oh, boy. OJ. OJ getting it. So, yeah. He'll be yeah. 50 so, before all But it impresses us. me because um, – and I, I think it has to do – and we talked about it before on another podcast, but it has to do with um, the amount of information that's available now. Oh, absolutely. Instagram, yeah. mm-hmm. YouTube. I can go find – you know, there's there's influencers that mm-hmm. are that are uh, changing the way that we view a business or yeah. view – or even view this trade. Yeah. I think, like- it, I think it allows us to connect faster. For sure. Because I think even in your generation, there was a bunch of people that were just like you. You just didn't know about them because the technology wasn't there. And there could still be a ton of guys in your age bracket that maybe they did, just didn't get to the social world yet. Right. And yeah. then you're going to find out, yo, we went to high school together, bro. What the? You know what I mean? <laughs> like You technically yeah. don't know how many of them people actually existed because besides a phone call. Right. Yeah. I mean, once you lost contact with that person leaving high school or college or whatever, like – 
when did you talk to him again? Man. You didn't because they got a new cell phone or they moved here. <laughs> they went and got a job over here. It wasn't, you know what I mean? You could have maybe like met a bunch of people like in, in this day and age, would have stayed friends with them all this time. You know, you don't know. I believe, I, and I even see younger kids like they're like in their 16, 16, 17, they're like 12. Like they're starting businesses up. Yeah. Like, and, and you can't say that these kids are lazy. Uh, no. Like they're just, no. I mean, it's just like s- saying someone's a bad, like, like a certain person is, is a bad person um, or a certain race is a bad race or, or right, whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's not, that's not legitimate. No. Like there are people, uh, regardless of what generation, color, yeah. gender, yeah. whatever, uh, that are that are all have that similar mindset. Absolutely. Except, but they get they get they get uh, they get inspired by the content mm-hmm. that's now easy to find. Yeah, I think Gary Visa, I think it was maybe in crushing it. He was talking about being entrepreneurs. Uh, being an entrepreneur now is cool. I mean, it used to be like you used to be a lawyer and, and so on. And Even now, now like, I being technically is cool now. So it's like working hard is cool. You yeah. know what's supposed Wait, to be. Hold on. <laughs> like, what did that happen? But there's been books that come out that say, you know, the four hour work week. Like, I don't believe that either. Right. Yeah. So there's there's opposing views to it. But yeah, for sure. And I also believe that the entrepreneur world is still not looked at as like, oh, that's super cool in everyone's eyes. There's yeah. still plenty of people that are like, who would do that? You're risking everything yeah. and you don't know if that's going to work. Of course, and, always be naysayers. Yeah, but that, you know <laughs> what I mean? So, like, yeah, it's getting more acceptable only because I've, like, I think, like, the younger generation, because it's been more of the norm. Mm-hmm. Like, you got kids now, like, my son, he can use an iPad, bro. He's four. He can bro, do whatever he crazy. wants. My phone, I hand him my phone. My wife hands him his phone. You know what I mean? Her phone. And then he can do whatever. Just growing up with it. It's crazy. He don't even, yeah. ca- it don't even matter. Like, oh, this ain't working. I don't know why. I hit the button three times. It's still not working. Mm-hmm. Like what? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hit that again. No. Restart the phone. That's it. I don't know what else to say. Like, I, I for for me, uh, kind of like my age bracket. It's a it's a weird, weird transition. And it's like I have a brother that's four years younger than me, and uh, he grew up in that world of like the iPhones and, and so on and so forth. And it's like technological world. Mm-hmm. I we got to see both. We yeah. were like yeah. right we there. The front, I didn't bro. have a cell phone in high school until I got my license, you know? I was 16. And now it's unheard of. Kids like a four-year-old has their own mm-hmm. freaking cell phone. Like, you're kidding me. But I, I get it, though. It makes sense. I mean, this is where the world is going. May as well teach these kids be able to utilize it as best they can. It's basically a form of currency, honestly. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, like, I remember when my parents got their first computer and i had to show them how to use it i never touched one before bro <laughs> it was a gateway straight out the box i remember it looked like a cow you know what i mean it was in a box it looked like yep. a cow yeah. we popped it open i was so hyped i'm like yo i'm gonna be able to play video games on this thing <laughs> are you kidding and they were crap obviously yeah. you know what i mean like, i remember when sims came out i was building houses like i did the yep, cheat code yep, for all yep. the money and i would just build houses i never played the game ever i'm super <laughs> impressed by some of the things that are out there that my my, my son he wants to build his tree house right yeah. in the back of the house and uh he's he's like showing me pictures and he's drawing them i'm like why don't you go on to what what the hell's that thing called where they do the um minecraft i was like go on minecraft build it show it to me he took like an hour he kept pulling me over he's like he's like hey come look at this and i'm gonna put this here and i'm gonna do this and this is not done yet but you know i'm gonna make <laughs> this bigger awesome. over here it's i'm like so what awesome. i mean they're designing yeah i mean all these kids that are gonna move up are but to them it looks like a game which but before helps. that was legos like that's what i did right right now it's on the computer and it's a little bit more intense but um you know all this creative stuff that's going on is cool so you, you think that uh you're a risk taker uh no for sure 
Do like you always take risks? I, you, I broke you, every limb on my body, okay. so I think that, that proves that I literally broke both my legs, both my arms, and my neck. So, I mean, so you a cal- I know where you're at. <laughs> Are you a calculated risk taker? Because I, nope. I seem like. <laughs> I mean, maybe now. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, like, that's what <laughs> I'm talking about now. Yeah. I'm not talking about when you were a young bull. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. now because it seems like now you're more like maybe all that recklessness made you say, let me think about that a couple yes, of times now. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I definitely. Because it hurt. Because uh, it hurt, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want to be able to walk yeah. when I'm 40. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be like, I think that's a non-negotiable anyway. Like we're going to lose on that battle. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, like, like for doing what, what I do, I mean, on concrete, I'm bro. working with very dangerous things on a day to day basis. If I, I don't pay attention to what I'm doing and take my time, make sure I'm doing it right and smart. Uh, I'm going to chop a finger off, not going to wood anywhere. Um, but, like, you just have to – you can't act spontaneously when you're in a wood shop because you have to be meticulous of how you take your steps to Yeah, to same things. thing I tell my guys on the roof. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Not, it's not easy to come back from that. Yeah. I, I used all. to, you know, go off a huge jump and try to do some really stupid things without even thinking twice about it. Yeah. And that's how I hurt myself so many times. Yeah, sometimes you get super comfortable with – Oh, I've been doing this forever, but but you know, you drive a car so many times. At some point, you're gonna get hit. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. And you don't know when. Yeah. It's just at that random time, Absolutely. and it might not. It, you know, hopefully it's not your fault, but it's gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's uh, that's I, another I, thing. I'm. And then I'm, you be, be prepared for something like that. So I'm yeah. sure you have some stuff in here in case that happens, or you have a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I've I've hurt myself at. Two of the wood shops that I worked at, um, I've seen guys chop off their fingers. I've yeah. seen guys uh, bleeding everywhere. <laughs> and uh, it's scary because you just have to know that it's going to happen. Accidents happen. Yeah. And uh, it's not fun, but you just have to be prepared for it. You know, yeah. as simple as that. that that's what, I mean, I've, I've seen guys go off roofs. Yeah. And, yeah, and just, it, you know, it's just reaction at this point because you've been, you you think about and you prepare yourself for the possibility at some point. Yeah. And then when it happens, you're just like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. It's like a, kind of on automatic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you're risky. I mean, risk taking a, uh, a jump on the skateboard and you risk opening a business up when, yeah. Yeah. you know, you probably could have been like the number two top guy at the place <laughs> you were at and like ran the bitch, but you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to jump in here and yep. see what happens and try yeah. to try to win. That's awesome. I just say, uh, you know, I always, I always kind of like taking it to the next level. And, um, when I, when I started the business, it was just like, I, it's like, I was, I was talking to my friend about this the other day. It's like, I was infatuated with the idea of it. I, like it took over my mind. I that's all I thought about every day, constantly yeah. planning and just constantly excited. And um, to an extent, you, being a business owner, you have to be risky. Yeah, listen you to have, that though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. that's. I mean, you'd be pissed off. You would be like 90 years old and be like, why didn't I do that? Mm-hmm. I hate myself. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> At least exactly, try it. Exactly. You could go work anywhere else. We just talked about this too. You could just go anywhere else because yeah. you're that good. Yeah, and just be like, hey. You know, I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, my my old bosses, I was kind of voicing them because it was hard for the past two years. I'm not going to lie. I didn't make a lot of money. I'm still not rolling a dough. That's for sure. And um, it doesn't you know, overnight. No, it does not. And uh, one of my bosses that came by just to see how I was doing. And he basically offered my job back and almost doubled my pay. And I said no. 
because I didn't want to go back into that world. I wanted to see myself succeed. I wanted to take this business to the next level and I want to be in charge of it all because yeah. I'm a bit of a control freak. Like I said, I'm a perfectionist. So I like having my hands and everything and um, I like being in control. So passion. Yep. Absolutely. That's what it is. Yeah, That's what you got. Because it yes, wouldn't sir. stop bugging you to fucking leave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure this out, <laughs> one way or the other. I'm going down with the ship, or yep. uh, one more hour, three hours later. Yep. <laughs> but it's, it's really what it comes down to. Like when, when you wanna, you know, you want it all on you. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. And it's not because you feel a certain way about yourself, but you just feel that, like, I'll figure it out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. some people will run away from that. I think some people are worried about other people thinking that they failed. Yeah. And I say, fuck you to that. Absolutely. Because uh, it's my failure. Yeah. Like you can't, and I don't, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that have gone through and lost and they feel shame and they kill themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and they, it's, it's a tragedy that people feel that way because it's not about what someone else thought about you. No, no. You know what I mean? And And then if you do fail, you could always fix it. You could always go back. You gotta, it's solution-based, right? Exactly. you got to find the solution, the problem, and mm-hmm. then solu- and make the solution to the problem, and then hopefully that works. Yeah. And like when, that was kind of my thought process when I started going off my own. People would say this to me. I'm like, do it. Just try it out. If it doesn't work, go back to your job. Try to get out again in five years when you have a more of a direct path than where you want to go. Yeah. And luckily, I hadn't had to close my doors yet, and I'm still going, so it's fine. But you never know. I mean, what, what are the statistics of it? I could I mean, lose my business a, in, ten, in five years, three exactly. years, two years. I don't know. You never know. I, I have could no lose idea. in 20 years. Right. I could like have a 20-man shop, and right. all of a sudden, the recession hits, and I'm like, I have this absurd overhead. Right. What the hell am I going to do? I've talked to people in that situation yeah. before, it and it's scary, and it's something that you just have to acknowledge. You have to be ready for it, and that's why I kept on talking about, like, I want to I wanna be able to set myself up. So if my business does fall, I'm okay. Yeah. You know? I believe that the, the, the way that the business um, ends up falling for somebody is because the business owners stopped falling in love with the business yeah. and the hustle and the ability. Uh, the idea that um, I can look at a situation that, that is a problem and figure out how to solve it. And when they stop, as a business owner, stop doing that, mm-hmm. that's when that happens. Absolutely. You constantly have to rethink your yeah. business. You have to stay on top of the times because if you don't, you're going to fall behind. Uh, and like to an extent with woodworking, woodworking has been going on since Jesus. You know, yeah. it's not, not a lot has changed other than maybe the engin- engineered materials that we use and so on. And the equipment, obviously, CNC's have really changed the game of it all. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I'd love to one day have a CNC machine. I mean, yeah, those awesome. things are game changers. Like uh, Jeremy Cottingham, um, he has one and he's, he just, he won, he bought it. And I just see what he's able to do with that thing. Yeah. And one day that's the route I want to go because they're only going to get better. I've worked with um, CNC machines before, and you know, with different thicknesses of plywoods, things aren't exactly. They're not always exact. Things come wrong size. They're yeah. different in a sixteenth here and there. But the te- technology is only going to get better. And when I'm ready for that, I hope that it will just really be able to, be able to run itself. And uh, that's the whole entire concept of staying on top of the times. Because if you're still cutting on a table saw after twenty years being a business, you're probably Yep. Falling behind. Unless you want to do that. Unless, and it's exactly. Not yeah. I, can't, I can't say that it's not the, the right way. to. That's not the right way to do it. It's the type of business that you want to go into. Right. But Yeah, as long it's, you, as once it becomes forced, a yeah. forced like action, then maybe it's not a good idea. Because then 
where did you really go? You know what I mean? If you yeah. never went out, if you want to do that every day, that's cool. But if you don't have to, and you could step away if you want, I yeah. think that's still a win. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like a loss technically. Yeah, and like I was saying before about kind of I I, I know where I want to go, but I don't know where I want to go. Like, do I want to grow a very successful business and be a twenty man shop one day and basically for it to run itself? Yes, but at the same time, I know the stress levels that come with that. Um, do I want to stay a small shop and build really cool furniture and sell it for a lot of money? I don't know. Maybe. Because then I, I will be working on the table I, saw and using hand tools. You know? I, I've seen the, the market kind of dictate some of those moves. So if the market is kind of like your people that want to buy from you are um, positioning you into that into that area where you're going to have the 20 man shop. Yeah. Then you're and and it keeps coming towards you. Then you're probably going to gravitate towards the yeah. twenty man shop. Exactly. But if the market wants to buy from you and they believe that they want the best quality uh, built and and they and you want to make it very exclusive, and I think the market will drive you. Yeah. Which one is coming to your door and knocking on your door is really probably how you're gonna what path you're gonna go. Yeah. It's like it's a combination of both. You see, either you making that decision or the market's depicting of which one you want yeah, to go. It, like it's kind of a combination yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like I like I was saying, I'm back and forth in what I want, but um I still know that I do want to stay in business. I still want to keep doing this because I love what I do. So um when I establish that I'll tell you guys all about it. Yeah. But you know, until so, then I'm just gonna keep on rolling and trying so, to build of what I can. Any, um, so if you're building, are you, are you thinking I'm going to put a salesman in the place that's going to go out actively every day and um, do that? I mean, see, I've worked at a couple of shops, so I've seen from small, from one, two man shop to the 20 man shop. So I've seen the range. I mean, shops can go really big, a hundred man, you know, yeah, it's just, crazy. they're gargantuous, but, uh, I, I mean the sales aspect of it, the most business, the business that I relate the most with. Uh, to where I want to go is the most recent one at full scale because I just saw they worked with architects and builders and designers. They provided them basically the idea. They made the shop prints, got the approvals, and then we built it. You know, um, okay. You, there's lots of ways you can go about doing this. You could have the design in house. You mean to start off like I do that right now, but to an extent down the line, I want the architects giving me the idea and I make it work. Yeah. Uh, because it just cuts out the headache. Because I can't tell you how much time I waste on doing drawings for people that don't know what they want. Yeah. And that is really difficult. And now, and since I've been doing that for so long, that it's really been bothering me. I've changed the whole process in which I deal with my clients in the very beginning, from the beginning. Because if you set yourself up, you be like, sure, I'll come over. I'll take a measurement of it. Mm -hmm. And I'll do some drawings for you without getting a dollar from them. And what the hell are you doing? You're just working for free. I mean, there's... People have their own ideas about it, but I've just seen how much time I've wasted, how much money I've lost by doing drawings for people when when I haven't approved anything. Right. Yet. Like maybe, or maybe they approve the 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 bid, but they didn't give me any money, that's and then I don't hear from them. You yeah. know, it, it happens. It happens yeah. every day, and uh, so that's why I'm kind of changing everything. Of I've how seen the that on things, your guys' you know? end because I don't I don't really deal with that side of it. We do a little bit of design, but. When I see that you guys are spending all that time on the design part of it, it's like, yeah. wow, there's like a lot of unpaid, um, wasted effort and time, yeah. mostly, uh, to may maybe they say no. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. they yeah. come back and they say, oh, we can just change this. And, or, oh, now, or now they change, change this. it a hundred times. Or, oh, like, change this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And like, <laughs> that's why I like, I, I don't mind working with the, the, the customer themselves. Um, like, I would, 
I'd rather work from B2B. You know, I'd rather work with the people that think the same way that I do, um, know the direction in which the job wants to go. Because a lot of times when you're dealing with the homeowner itself, the, the translation gets lost. And um, it's like I end up doing so much legwork for something that they have no idea what they want. And that's just really something I'm trying to change and avoid from here on out. So I've made basically, and we were talking about this before, like a vetting process in which I send out like a questionnaire to my clients before, like I'll get a random phone call or an email. I'll send out a questionnaire to them just to judge if I want to work with them and they want to work with me. I think that's really what is like what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, you got to set their expectations just like they're going to have expectations for you. So you know how it should operate yeah. and as it goes. But you have two customers, right? The the place that wants to maybe a homeowner or like the building uh, or a company that wants to build these certain things out. And then you also have the designers and architects, right? Yeah. And they're yeah. Kind of, so you have yeah, I've, a I've good multiple, mix of it, right? Yeah, I, I've done the basically the whole spread. I've and you'd from, rather do the B2B yeah. um, instead of B2C. Yeah. So in, in your business model – you would what market to the B to B? Yeah, to the to, well. See, me. That's what I've been trying to figure out. Quite honestly, I mean, my business as of as of yet has been majority off of referral. I mean, it's Instagram has been great. I've got a few jobs to that, um, but you know, majority of the work comes from that one big job I was telling you guys about uh, that I did five six years ago when I was doing side work. Was yeah. that I just established a bit of a little pocket of of community that liked my work, and um, it kind of just. Went from there. And then based off of that, like the current job I have in my shop working for this architectural firm in New York City, I mean, that was based off of a referral. It was, I did this job for way less than I should have. And it ended up paying out tenfold uh, because his, one of his best friends works at this big architectural firm. And they were, he came over his house to have a beer, saw the work that I did. And he said, my office needs work. And Boom, boom. Yeah. Next thing I know, I'm in a on right across the street from Bryant Park in Manhattan in this beautiful conference room with three architects, like the head honcho, head honcho of the place. And I was like, where am I right now? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that's kind of how it uh, happens. That's why you just have to stay true to your craft, uh, be passionate about it. And if if you show that passion, you show that care, um, people will recognize that. And it, the business will kind of sell itself. That's what I hope, at least. <laughs> Well, you'll find out, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what you—that's what you're trying to do right now, yeah, right? Like yeah. you're—you're you're gonna find out. Yeah. And that's the only way to find out, really, is mm-hmm. to test it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So do you do you uh in, do you, you build and install? You bring yeah, I install. Yeah, okay. so I I do the every stage of the process. Like I said, I'd like to get away from the designing end of things, but you know, I do from start to finish. So I do the build. Um, I do the finishing in shop and I do the install myself. Do you not think that that gives relevance to your business? Like your design, like that is like a a fine point cabinetry. Like, is that a process or is that a design element as well? I mean, uh, I mean, what what do you mean? I'm a little um, like, like, so is your business just going to be a facilitator of um, like basically a work order or do you, are you trying to facilitate like a, I don't like a, a level of product? Like what's going to be like, that? It's like yeah. So I mean, yeah, you could have all different types of tiers to an extent when you deal with the client, and you could have everything within house and do the designing and have it all for and to be a one stop shop. And 
I don't necessarily want that because I know what I'm good at. And, right, and that's and, what I'm. That's what I'm. So it's going to be a facilitator yeah, of. Yeah, 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 and I like to stay in my niche. You know, I've tried. So you're going to stay to a certain demographic, like modern, Absolutely. like modern styling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you are still keeping it to where it's going to hold a name. Still, yeah. you're not just going to take whatever comes in the door. You're going to take a no. certain type of stuff. No, I mean I say in. no to work. You have to. You have well, to. I'm yeah, just trying yeah. to yeah. communicate oh, that on like yeah. more than ju- you know what I mean. That's all. Yeah, like I I have said no to jobs. So I'm just yeah, it's, it's whatever you know. I I just didn't want to take part in it. And I, even like you know knowing, yeah, just dealing with people, you start to learn oh, yeah. what they can afford. Just having a conversation with them, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, that way it's like I, I'd rather just like separate that and work with the clients that I want to work with because it is my business and I gotta make. A choice, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I was yeah. legitimately just oh, yeah, wanting no, to know how you were going and like yeah. try to translate that to yeah. a recorded. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's all. Do you like? I the, think um, it was great. Uh, I got some off the wall questions. Uh oh. Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube? Which one do you rather be on for your business? Uh, Instagram. Uh, it's definitely the most positive platform. <laughs> it I, it's like YouTube. You see, see comments like, "Oh, God, take it easy, guys." So like, Facebook yeah. Too, yeah, Facebook too. And like, I've tried Facebook. Facebook's tricky for me. Um, it, like, it's it targeting clients. I guess is better on Facebook. I don't know. You know, I, 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 I believe you're right. It's yeah, next, it's but, next level commercial. Yeah, but but Instagram for me. Is more involved. I met you guys through Instagram. I mean, the community of it all is awesome. Like, just talking to people that think the same way I do is just awesome, you know, because, you know, a lot of my friends aren't, they don't necessarily think that way. And that that next level of trying to be an entrepreneur and be a business owner. And that's why I love Instagram. It's just, uh, it just brings everybody together, and it's it's just so positive. Like you post something, how you didn't feel like hell yeah, bro, it's right. sick, you know. Right, cool. And and I love it. You know, it gets it gets you amped up about what you're doing because it, and it keeps keeps you going, and then it also pushes you to take it to the next level. Be like, look what I did, and I did it this way, and that guy did it different, but my <laughs> way's better, bro. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's like it, it gets you amped up about what you're doing, you know, and make sure because it's like Instagram worthy. You know, if you're posting a bunch of garbage on Instagram, then yeah. it's like you're not going to get a lot of likes or followers or any business out of it at all. You know, it's, it's I, I like how it really separates the bullshit, you know. Uh, favorite wood species? Uh, that's going to be hard, dude. That's like, that's like, uh, hey, I'm, that's I'm like, a that's, that's like, like that's like serious one. right there, bud. Um, all right. So, uh, Favorite to work with. Okay, there you go. Work with. Favorite to work with. I mean, I work with a lot of white oak, and I honestly, I love rift uh, rift white oak specifically. It's the linear, like modern. So, um, I love it because you could do so much with it as far as colors, and it, it just it looks really modern. But the only problem with me, I, I, I like too much tannin in my hands. It's my pro- It's my superpower. <laughs> I, I make. I could put my hand down on a piece of oak, and it'll turn black. You know. <laughs> Same thing with tools. If I have an untreated piece of metal and I hold on to it, that thing's rusty by tomorrow. This <laughs> God, but that's weird. I, I love gloves. That's yeah. It's like it yeah. is a superpower, yeah. but the wrong way for you. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a super shit power. Yeah. It's like here, I'll make this look like shit. <laughs> but I yeah, I guess I, I, I love Rift White Oak. I can't tell you how many clients I offer it to. So I mean But you like working with it though. I right? do. Exception yeah. of I mean it looks badass. August working with it is not fun. Wintertime is fine. I don't have to worry my hands aren't sweating like crazy. Right. Yeah. Know, <laughs> Summertime um, is a nightmare. <laughs> 
and then you got gloves on. It's just oh yeah, I've literally been more. on the saw ripping up solid oak, and my arms will turn black. I'm sure if anybody that's listening to the woodworker knows all about this, if you're cutting, you're getting the oak shavings on your arms, and you're sweating. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> mine turns like purple. It's like purple. Oh, you already, uh, it's hard to tell what's going well, on. Well, no, I'm saying like whenever I'm working with oak, it turns purple, <laughs> not black. But I like uh, I like zebra wood. I've worked with a bunch well, of times. Yeah, no, yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, it's so I mean, pretty. how about um, where do you source most of your wood from around here, or you get uh, it from so far away? I get it from Long Island. Um, it's from Robert's. Oh, who the squeak? Hey, Yo, dude, <laughs> how old are you again? Thirteen again? I thought you were thirty, bro. Are you lying um, over here? I get it from Robert's Plywood out in Long Island. They deliver it, so it's quick and easy for me. I get it from Atlantic. You know, a bunch of distributors around That's here. Cool. Um, then I have you know my local shops that I pop into, get the random things that I need that I have a good relationship with, and I like to support the the local businesses. So yeah, but yeah, most of my things it's delivered. Jeez. I don't have to drive anywhere. It just comes to my shop. Is this your favorite tool? Probably, yeah. This, uh, I tried. I tried to have to say so. I put a lot of love into that, so I'm, I'm the, proud. The, the one that freaking Kurt was swinging around on. Well, see the Kurt uh, wasn't swinging. <laughs> Kurt was sliding. See, all right. So <laughs> this that's straight. This setup right here, it's not exactly the most ideal. When I came into the shop, I got it because it was inexpensive and I can afford it. And but the layout's not the most ideal. So these four pillars are in the way. Like I couldn't bring in a panel saw, a slider, a legitimate slider into here because I'd hit these poles. Yes. Yeah, so I had to get creative, get the slider. It's okay. It does a job. I build everything I build on it. Um, but it's it constantly needs tampering with. It's an it's exactor uh, sliding table extension. That's if you can't see this. Um, but it works great. Um, it's inexpensive. It's only about a thousand bucks. But you constantly have to check it. You it works for now. Yeah. And then like once my, you get a different place, you'll yeah, be good. I'll get a, right? I'll get a slider. I'll get a nice Martin or so, something. Yeah. You know? So everybody knows there's one chair in this whole place. My stool. St- it's my stool. Uh, and you probably never sit in it, right? Yeah, you know, maybe a little too much looking at Instagram, but you know, it's yeah, okay. just, <laughs> That's the Instagram stool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if uh, if that went away, if Instagram just magically disappeared, I'd probably be a lot more productive. <laughs> so you sp- what do you think? We, yeah, if we pulled up your, your phone and the usage, you would most likely, that's the most used app on your phone? Uh, probably. <laughs> So you don't think that Instagram actually pushes you oh, subconsciously? Oh, it does. 100%. 100%. That's why it's, it's like a love hate. equal trade-off? Yeah. I'd say it's in the positive realm, not the negative. Yes, yes. And like I agree It might with be that. time, but you, you always allot time where you want it, right? Where you need, where you feel it's needed. And I believe, like, right now, not too many people are really paying attention. Just, like how powerful that actually Absolutely. can be. Like, and I can't tell you how many times I've this... used ideas from uh, from I'm Instagram. Sure. And, and just or like, talk to somebody or whatever, yeah. you know. And, like, you know, for me, like me being young and being a woodworker in the cabinet game, I'm the youngest guy that I know that's doing this. And every guy that I ever worked, at, worked with was always 10, 15 years older than me. And it's like, so I never really established friends that I can call and ask for advice. I mean, I do, like the old guys I used to work with, I have great relationships with them and I <laughs> can do that. But with Instagram, it's like, here's that photo. Yo, do you, how, how do you think you do that, you know? Or like, you know, oh, I saw you posted about this a little while ago. How'd you go about doing that? Yeah. Like, no, you know, that's what I mean. It's like, yeah. All those levels line up to where you can actually help each other yeah. or just talk. Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool to be able to talk. So I talk to him about it all the time. Like, it's cool that we can be, yeah. like, I he never had that. He sends me a that. DM while he's sitting on a toilet all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> lies. All lies. Yeah. I've like, definitely got those before. It happened like once. Uh, it happened like just once. But I do get random DMs of people being like, I'm just about to get in the shower. I'm like, can you not send me this right now? Yeah. Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's cool because it was never, like it wasn't, and, I, and, and still I don't think is really the norm, but it allows you to like, if you want that like question or interaction, you can try to have that happen. Yeah. It, might, it might not work out, but it is what it is, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I think it's definitely relevant because you you could talk to somebody that you would have never met before in your life. Like I, I don't even live that far from him. Without Instagram, I'd have never met this guy. Right. I would have known about his business because I see it like it's right around the corner from my in laws' place. Yeah. But at the same time, we. We wouldn't know. You never converse? Yeah. No. And then it started, you know what I mean? Like from Instagram, we talk here and there, and I realized, oh, this guy's in Malmer. Yeah, what's up? And then it went to this. Like, I don't know. I think it's uh, It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I'm on this podcast because of Instagram. Yeah, there you go. 100%. It's crazy. Yeah, cool people's. Cool people's Kev. Uh oh, look out. Look out. Here he comes. All right, coming to the mic. Brian in the house. What's up? <laughs> What's up, bro? What's How up? How you been man? doing out there? Good. Hustling. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> the social media king over here. Uh, question for you, though. I was just in the back over there. Tell yeah. me a little bit about that miter saw back there. Oh, that hand one? Yeah. Garage sale. Oh, yeah? Yeah, nothing okay, really no, significant sorry. about it. No, 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 no cool backstory. I thought it was like. <laughs> it's still pretty cool. It's, it's pretty cool. It's yeah, old it school. I, uh, I like to, you know, I collect things to an extent. I, yeah. I have this very large collection of. Uh, Tall boy beers. You, you got know, something cool you want to show us right now? You got something cool? Uh, really. You can pop the headset off for a second if you got it somewhere. You got nothing cool? Mm, no? Yeah, I mean, All that's right. uh, yeah, the shop's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's a plan. Yeah, like, plan. you know, I have, so that's what I've, I've I want to make a collection one day, make myself a nice case of old planes. Very cool. You know, old hand tools. I just, and you can get them, like, people have no idea what they have. You know, I went to this garage sale. I spent $15, and I think got six really, really old tools. I was like, oh, these are so cool. I'm never going to use them, but they're awesome. Yeah. And you'd never be up. able to find them either exactly. unless you paid yeah. high dollar for it. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? yeah. and half the stuff, the I don't even know them. what I'm buying. I'm like, ah, it's just neat and cool, you know? Uh, if one day when I have more time, my hands will probably research the things and go it's, on eBay yeah, and yeah. buy expensive things I shouldn't be spending <laughs> my money on, but you know, <laughs> I do it all the time too. Yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's, uh, it's fun. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. What well, what's your legacy, man? When, you know, when it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered by? Let's see. I, uh, hmm. Yo. A good family man. <laughs> Right, right through the heat. He was That's like, a deep one, man. Dude, I like what I see. I like what I hear. And I was like, man, you know, this guy, something's in <laughs> there. You got a huge vision yeah. for yourself. I, uh, I just want to be able to live a comfortable life, build, provide for my family one day, and be able to enjoy life. You know, I like I said, I want to make time for vacation because I like being happy. You know, I like, even though I come to work and I love what I do, I'm also stressed out a lot. And being able to step away and walk out for a couple days, you know, and just feel and forget is so nice. And I want to be able to one day be able to enjoy my day-to-day basis. So it's being able to create a business that will provide for my family and me to have a nice life. I can respect that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that's one of my reasonings you know that's what that's what sort of we talk about that we just talked about this a couple days ago about how like that's really what uh it's really what pushes you when everything's like 
whether it's F or, you know, shutting down, whatever, like that driving force. And I know you don't have that right now, but once you get there, you'll understand. Oh, like, yeah. You already understand it now, and it's not even there. Yeah. You're like, I, I need to be able to do this, yeah. probably because what your parents might have taught you exactly. when you were growing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, you know what you had, and you're trying to reinvest that into the next generation, which I think is awesome. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I really do what I do. Yeah. trying yeah, to man. Yeah. leave something for my kids and their kids. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly, yeah. I think you guys all do it because you're insane. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> you, too. Real, you too. You that's too. You too. That's the real deal. You too. You that's too, the yo. real John. Yeah, get out of here. The real John. The real John. Just get out of here.